I'm your host, Raza Mughal, and welcome to The Millennial Father on today's episode. I'll be interviewing my first guest on the show, Hamad Butt. He's my cousin and friend, and most importantly, a father of two sons who are two and four months old, respectively. I'll be picking Hamad's brain about being a father, the transition from one to two kids, and dealing with parenting during COVID. All right, let's get it. Hi, Hamad. Welcome to the Millennial Father. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. So we've known each other for pretty much our whole lives and we grew up together. So we kind of have the same upbringing and views on being a father and you're a big supporter of the show and everything. So I thought I'd interview you about you being a father. You have two kids yourself. Uh, Gossim's what, two years old? And then Shantim is three months old? He is three months old, yes. Yeah, so how about you start off and discuss or tell me about how it was finding out about each child. Like when you found out that, you know, you're going to be a dad again. Well, for Gotham... It was, uh, I don't really remember it much, but I, I, uh, why don't we have what's gossip? Um, like, it was just, um, we never planned for any of our kids, actually. Uh, <laughs> they're just kind of came as they, as they came, right? Uh, so with gossip, it was, uh, uh, we just did a pregnancy test and, um, we're at home and uh, I just remember uh, just, yeah, doing the test and waiting the five minutes and looking at it. And uh, that was pretty much it. So what was the feeling when you saw the, the positive result? Okay. Um, yeah. So with Gossam, it was pretty straightforward with uh, how did it make me feel? Um, I guess it was uh, a lot of worry, um, a lot of happiness. Uh, yeah. It was just, I guess a bunch of different emotions that, uh, you know, was uh, life was going to change pretty much. Yeah. So do you felt, do you feel like you were more emotional from finding out about gossip versus Shazim? Cause you know, you already had a child. Well, I think there was like a, there was a different emotion um, when it came to Shazim because I wanted a, I wanted a girl. Right, and he's probably oh, gonna yeah. hear this when he grows up, and uh, he's probably gonna be like, "What is what is this?" Right, <laughs> but uh, for me, it was like I wanted to get a girl, complete my family, and kind of be done and over with. So, like uh, with Shazim, it was uh, yeah, I knew before Shiza that we were pregnant. Uh, I could just kind of tell uh, she has these telltale signs of like she wants specific things, and it's just like cravings and. Uh, she usually is never like that. So when it's just like when she asks for something, especially twice in a row, uh, it kind of gives me some red flags. I was like, uh, here comes pregnancy, right? Uh, so the diet yeah, was good. Changed. I was actually really excited up until we had uh, Shazam's uh, ultrasound that told us that he was a boy. And then oh, I was wow. like, ah. yeah. And I was like, ah, all right, it is what it is, right? And I'm like, she's like, you're on your own. 
until uh, until we have a baby girl, right? So, uh, but still exciting can... to have, you know, two sons, yeah, like, brothers, they'll be competitive. Born, and like now that he's born and I hold him and stuff, I wouldn't trade him for a girl. Do you get what I mean? Like I wouldn't give this one up for a baby girl. Like I would keep this one and then yeah. add a baby girl, right? Whereas like. Before he was born, I was like, ah, I probably won't care about this one too much. <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's the same like with Sabrina. She wanted a girl so she could dress her up in dresses and stuff. And then now we have Zia and I'm like, would you trade him for a girl? And she's like, of course not. Right. Like it's just once right. they're there, you get so attached to them and everything. And all the expectations right. go out the door. Well, yeah, that was the thing. Well, there was no real expectations. It was just kind of like what would be more convenient for me, I guess, <laughs> right? For uh, how I thought my life would kind of play out. Yeah. Okay, you can't so choose you find... your kids, brother. <laughs> what? Look, you can't choose your kids. <laughs> They're just given to you. I don't know why. I don't know why we start to predict in our heads that we're going to have a boy or a girl when we have no control over it. It's just something people do, I guess, to... I guess it's a part of enjoying the pregnancy, right? It's like, oh, if we have a boy, it's going to be like this. If we have a girl, it's going to be like that. So, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so you found out that you're going to be a dad, father. Did you start taking any classes or did you get any advice from anyone? I read some stuff online. Like, so I downloaded an app. Uh, it was like uh, expecting mothers or something like that. I don't know what it was. But it like it basically walked you through the pregnancy and it told you like how big your baby was and what fruit it was compared to and um, yeah I was like it had like all these like articles in it where you could read like becoming a new father and things like that um, yeah I did a lot of research I watched a bunch of YouTube videos as well on like people and their experiences and what to look out for and. Um, all that kind of stuff. That was mostly with Gossam though, but with Shazam, it was like, I didn't do anything at all, right? It was just getting ready for another ba- baby. Um, yeah, like you're already prepared, you already read everything. Right, the only thing that I did research a little bit when Shazam was being born was how to handle Gossam with Shazam. That was probably the new thing that I added on, was to, to really figure out like how my toddler's not going to get jealous of uh the the baby so uh we started that like three months before he was even born we started getting gossip excited about having a baby brother and all that kind of stuff and when the baby was born we bought him a gift and told him it was from the baby and you know just just how, kind of things how did to he kind of... take that did he understand like oh my little brother gave me this present and then i don't think so man he was just excited to get a toy <laughs> basically it. Yeah, i don't think he understood it was just more for us to feel like we're doing the right thing i guess right yeah so, um, and then yeah. how was his reaction when he saw him Oh, he was. Uh, I kind of know. I, you excited. showed me already, but like, why don't you just explain? Yeah, so it was super exciting. We came home, right? Obviously, because of the pandemic, we couldn't really go anywhere, right? So we left him at my parents' house. And uh, the two days after we were in the hospital, we brought him home and we brought the baby outside and left him on the driveway. And everybody came outside and saw the baby, and he was just super excited. He was screaming, he was excited, he was showing everybody that he had a baby brother. Uh, it was an amazing moment 
right? It was a beautiful moment to watch. And uh, it was a, it's kind of bittersweet, right? Like the whole family was there, but everybody had to wear masks and like yeah. couldn't hug anybody or nobody could hold the baby or anything like that. Everybody just so like, it was like all this happiness, but then like all this caution at the same time, right? Which kind of just exactly. uh, takes away from the moment. Yeah, like same when when we had Zia, we were advised by the nurses, you know, nobody can come over for two weeks. So the first time the family saw him was through a window and, you know, you want everyone to hold him and everything, but you just can't. I know. Well, it's been like, even I saw him through a window, right? How old is he now? Like four months? Four four months. months, And like, I haven't really got to hold him, right? Like, it was just like, it's a different time, right? Like, but like once this is over... Uh, yeah, man. First thing would be uh, trying to make that normal again, right? Exactly. It sucks for them too as babies because they're not going to be that socially interactive, right? Because there's not that many yeah. people around them and they're not used to different faces and voices. So I wonder what that's going to do for like development down the road. Yeah, that's true. Like when I take Zia to Hamilton to see you know, his grandma and great grandma and like aunts, he just looks at me and is in shock, like, who are these people? But then, like, eventually over time, he gets used to them, and, like, I don't even have to be in the room while they're interacting with him, so. But I guess there is that delay, or we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. Right. So, like, you had Shazim during this COVID time, so why don't you explain your experience in the hospital? Were there restrictions or anything different in comparison to Qasim? Oh, yeah, like, there was... uh... Gossens was, uh, I think it was the entire family showed up to the hospital and we had help and uh, people were in and out and uh, food. it was really people cool. The hospital was, people were bringing food. Uh, even in the hospital, there was like other dads and stuff when Gossens was born and we're chit-chatting and like, you know, like talking about experiences and stuff. And this time it was like, nobody was anywhere, right? Like the cafeterias were all closed. Everybody was like, nobody's allowed inside of the hospital. Like it was a... Uh, a different experience. I think like uh, the involvement from the nurses this time was a lot better, I would guess, or a lot more, I guess. Uh, uh, you had more like face-to-face time with them. Yeah, right. It was just, they, there's not that much going on. There's not like extra people in the hospital. Like it wasn't crazy, right? Like usually like, yeah. it's, it's packed, but um, I guess they're spacing everything apart as best as they could. Yeah. I remember when I was there, it was, we weren't allowed any outside food. So we had to find food within the hospital and everything closed down at five. And the only thing that was open 24 hours was Tim Hortons. So I was late night eating donuts, which wasn't the best thing to do. But when you're in there, it's like survival, right? You're trying to like get everything done with your kid and then get ready to go home. so you can be more comfortable. Yeah, I guess that's, that's like, extreme though right like <laughs> no outside, outside food so. yeah i think mine was you know right in the heart of when all those restrictions were happening right. and with yours it was closer to the end of the summer and there was less cases at that time so i think it opened up a little bit more right like with you it was like you weren't even allowed in i was allowed in right from the beginning it was a different area too right you guys were in peel yeah, yeah. Was a little bit yeah. more uh more yeah, COVID. there was actually an outbreak at the hospital that, that we had a Zia in earlier. So I feel like that's why they had more restrictions there. McMaster's uh, no, Children's Hospital is hands down the best, right? Like it's, uh, it's Yeah, it's a hospital dedicated to children, 
right? Yeah, man. They're they're amazing, right? So for the security That's was incredible. really good. It was like it was a ghost town though. It was very different to be in the hospital this time, right? Well, it didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same at all. Yeah. Right. And like all the responsibility was basically on me, right? So which uh how did that feel? Was it like stressful? It tired you out. So when you left the hospital, you're just like, I can't wait to go home. I was exhausted, man. I was uh, exhausted from the night before and uh, not more than Chizza, but I was still pretty <laughs> exhausted, right? You're close. You're not too far away. No, I'm just oh, yeah. <laughs> right? like, it was uh, it was intense, right? Like I remember one point I was sleeping in the in the delivery room and like I woke up and like all these nurses were around me. They're tiptoeing to not wake me up, right? And I was like, yeah what's going on in here right i'm like just do your job like it's all right like they're like actually yeah. worried about me getting rest right and uh yeah it was exactly well, know, this probably like yeah. the families can't come in they can't help this guy out so he's gonna have to do everything so better let him rest too well yeah for me it was, it was like i'm like i'm like i'm stuck here right like she's gonna be resting and i'm gonna have to be up right while she sleeps or whatever it is but it was good man it ended up being pretty neat like it was it was pretty easy it was actually not bad at all yeah so. so for all the listeners that you know aren't fathers yet or like plan on being fathers later how would you say life has changed pre and post becoming a father oh man um i don't have any more well especially since the second one there's no time right there's priorities i guess have changed completely where things that used to matter before don't matter anymore right uh, especially mostly materialistic stuff right like where it's like the fancy clothes or anything like that i don't care about anymore where it's more about like i gotta take care of this kid right and that's basically it yeah. like you work for different reasons a different drive right so uh, i guess that's what basically changes um, you have no time, like just say goodbye to everything, basically, right? You gotta, you gotta try to make time, but you, the, the the kid takes priority over everything. So, yeah, basically, it gets you a little bit more emotional, I guess. You think about everything twice. Any decisions that you make, any big decisions, small decisions, I guess, right? So, um, be ready for it. Is all I can say to new fathers, right? Be ready for like a complete change in the way you think and what the, why you were doing things in life before or what motives you had or motivation you had completely changes. Right. So, so when you had Gossim, just him, did you feel like you had pockets of empty time where you could do things? And now with Shazam, those empty times are completely gone or do you still get pockets of empty time still? Uh, like the the, uh, the only empty time or pockets that I do get is when I'm at work, pretty much, right? It is uh then it's I back see. to home and it's uh it's go from right when you walk in the door. If one's not crying, yeah. the other one's crying. If um one needs a diaper change, the other one needs a diaper change, and like sometimes they both start crying at the same time, and it's just like I don't even know how to handle it because like. Gossam's cry will scare Shazim and then Shazim will start to cry even louder and then I'll give him attention and then, and then you Gossam start crying and they both cry <laughs> oh man there's been about since like it's been what three months and I think there's been about four or five different times where Shazam's like walked into the room and like it looks like my face looks like either I'm gonna kill somebody or I've seen a ghost right um, <laughs> it just 
uh, I just can't handle it, right? I just can't, I just, I, I don't have that patience, I guess, right? They're both screaming. I don't know what to do, right? Like trying to make one quiet and the other one's like, give me attention and then vice versa. And then it's just like a recipe for disaster. So um, yeah. And now with COVID, are you finding, you know, you're getting less help from family as well because of all the restrictions and everything. Like when you had Gossam, family was helping out and, you know, taking care of them. And now it's, well, it's, it's still less. family wants to help. We just don't let them help. Right. They, 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 they want to be involved, but it's just like the safety of the kid and the safety of them. I try to keep as far away as possible. Uh, like this weekend, exactly. Gossam went to go sleep over his grandparents' house. Cause like, it was too much for us right it's been what three months and two kids so this weekend we dropped them off friday night and we're gonna pick them up later yeah. on today right which is sunday so uh, he's been there for two nights he's doing great right so uh, we got to rest which is fantastic um so we got to sleep in and not worry about like two kids waking up at night right just one that's good yep so now like you have your two kids and there's all this stuff that we're constantly using, the stroller, the jumper, the rocker. The jumper is actually an outfit, but the rocker, uh, the snot sucker. So there's all these tools that we're using constantly as dads. What do you think is the most useful tool that you use that's specifically made for babies? My favorite one to use is like nose Frida, the nose sucker thing right that is like oh you like using that i find it hilarious right like it's just like yeah it to me now it's become more of a game like how much can i get out like what angle i should put it in to get maximum <laughs> to get maximum snot to like swirl around in that little chamber right oh uh, my god it is, it is one of my favorite ones right it is, i think that is the the, the best tool that's basically out there because like Think about adults, right? You just can't breathe when your nose is stuff. Like this baby can't help himself, right? So it's just like, it's fun and like you kind of like, yeah, it's a it's a gross, yep. nasty thing that uh, yeah, I kind of enjoy the part of it, right? It's neat. And being inside, being inside all the time, the babies develop a lot more mucus, right? Because they're and now it's starting to get colder and the air is getting drier in the house. So there's a lot of mucus that develops. I know with Zia, he, he, we have to take it out every day, sometimes twice a day, because you start hearing his nose stuff up and you hear that whistle sound come out of his nose. Oh, yeah. So, so we don't use so it you put the body. saline solution in and then, and then take it out or you just straight take it out? Oh, man, brother, man, we don't use saline solution. We just stick butter <laughs> in the nose, man. Like, that is like the, the, the brown way of doing it. Take unsalted butter and just stick it up the baby's nose. Really? Oh, yeah, man. My wife I, does it all I the time. I didn't know about that. There's like a, a cube of butter that we keep just for the baby's nose, man. It's uh, Oh, wow. See. And when he's older, we're going to feed that same cube of butter to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm air, sure, I'm air, sure. Air your eggs, boy. All right. No, it's just, uh, it's like some Pakistani background thing that you put butter on, like, the tip of their nose or something. And, like, it, like, lubricates all the stuff inside, and they just sneeze it out. And it's been working well. Oh, wow. We only use Nose Frida when he's sick. Okay. Right? Nose Frida is one of these, like, super sick. Otherwise, like, she just puts butter on his nose and keeps him clean. Wow, that, that's an interesting technique. Yeah, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but whatever. <laughs> it works. Oh, that's what you've been taught. Like some of these 
old ways or like cultural ways they're different from right. what's here in north america right but it still works yeah like sailing so there's nothing it's just it's just different it's unorthodox to the culture here but it still works whatever it is yeah but i do have the 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 baby sense uh nose spray thing right so i do have a, a couple of bottles of that right it's more for like actually i use it more for gossip right he actually enjoys it so uh yeah he like just like likes the sailing squirted up his nose like ha right so we've made it into a game for him when he has a stuffy nose have you tried it have you tried the saline in my nose? I've done yeah. it like in the past, but not like theirs. Oh, I tried it. It's like pretty salty. Uh, I guess it just loosens up the mucus. But I just <laughs> wanted to see. I'm like, I'm putting it in my kid. I should see, you know, what it is. So. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, like right. I, you gotta so, test out all the kid stuff. Like gripe water is one of my favorite things to drink, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I just take a sip of that here and there. Yeah, but like just, when we were kids, feeling we used a little to... like stomach ache or something, I just take a sip of that. Oh, I just I drink that thing. That stuff like it's uh, it's juice. It's great. <laughs> okay, so like you know, we read all these books and, about being a father, and we talk to people, and it tells you how to be a father a generic way. What is something you do that you feel is unique to just you? If you'd like to share that you do with your kids. I do with my kids. Huh, that's unique. I don't think there's anything that's like unique. Like maybe you know, not just you, but like something. You know, certain dads do. Not all dads do it, but you know, like, uh, like you sing to your kids, or like you watch TV with them, like once a week or something, like a, a TV episode, like something that's not specific just for them you know, for their growing up, for them to, uh, what's it called? Uh, for their development, right? Not specific, just for their development, just like an activity that you do with them. Well, I do like story time with Gossam, like a few times a week, okay. right? Where I grip for bed, where I'll tell them a story or something. And uh, I'll do that, which is like typical um something like unique that i probably do is nothing crazy man just like the regular i don't maybe i do something unique that i just don't catch right that i that i just like yeah. specifically say that this is what i'm going to do differently um i do like yeah just try to spend some time with them right that is basically my main thing is to is to spend time with them and to make sure that um i work on like their manners a lot i guess that is one thing that i'm extremely I focused on is like please thank you the way to ask for things uh, just just that is like my main thing right i want them to be very polite and um yeah articulate when they speak it's part of being a canadian too that's basically it right like i see myself being like yeah. very polite right like and like i say my please and then thank yous like depending on most people right i guess like the people that I don't know, right? People that I do know, I don't really say anything to, right? But I guess, yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, I guess with me, it's like I'm always trying to make them laugh. And I try to do story time before he goes to sleep as well with Zia. But sometimes Sabrina does it too. Right. And like I try to play music for him. So he kind of has a feel for the kind of music I like. I don't know if he's interpreting it or anything, but... These are just kind of the things that I try to do. What kind of music so are you playing? Has for a feel. 
Well, I make sure I don't play anything that has swearing. So, like, I'll just play, like, hip-hop or, you know, music that I like right now. Or Sabrina likes a lot of 80s music, so we play that. But if it has swearing in it, then I turn it off because I'm like, I don't want him exposed to that. Right. But earlier, like, when we would watch TV shows, we wouldn't really care when he was, like, one to two months if, if they were swearing. But now we've become more conscious of it. Because so, you don't know what he's interpreting. Wait till he's a little bit older, man, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" They just repeat stuff that you say, and like, oh, uh, I can't say anything at all. Yes, yeah, so you have to become more and more careful. Absolutely. So, what is your biggest pet peeve about being a father? Biggest pet peeve? Yeah, like something that just annoys you. Like maybe it's the time thing, right? Like you have less time for yourself, or. What annoys me about the the freedom, man? The freedom of doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, like um, the freedom of just being all right. We should just go here, right? Everything now takes planning and like preparation, and um, yeah, that you like going out. You have to put the stroller in the car and take the car seat and the baby bag and all that stuff. Yeah, man, man. Like when you have two, it's even beyond that. Right. Like it's like then you got to figure out double strollers and you got to figure out like um, especially with COVID right now, we try to like I'll stay in the car while she'll go shopping. Right. And then that could become a nightmare. Right. Especially with two kids. Sometimes it could. uh, But once again, that same thing, one starts crying, the other one starts crying. And then how do you handle them? Right. So. Yeah, I think that is the, the, the craziest like, yeah, just the freedom of kind of like not like doing something spontaneous, right? Where it's just like, now yeah. it's just like everything must be planned, right? Like uh, to the teeth. And now things are even more limited with COVID, right? right? Like it's like, you can't even go here. Even if you do have the time, it's like, oh, I can't go there. That's closed or that's a lockdown area or something. Right. And then like, you have like a pacifier for the baby. And then you're just like, what am I touching? What am I not touching? Like how many times I'm putting a hand sanitizer? Like, just like, the 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 process of it gives me like i just don't even want to do it right i'd rather just be like all right one of us will go and the other one stays in the car or one of us stays home and the other one goes right just can't really can't really do anything at all like it's your yeah so like having two kids is a big change for you but it also is for the mom who is shiza so what adjustments or help have you done in terms of helping out shiza I'm a terrible husband. Um, so for me, <laughs> I'll just be honest. Yeah, you know, I am a, uh, I am a, a good assistant. But oh, I, you're a good husband. It's uh, for me. I'm just uh, I'm a good assistant. I could stand there and I could pass you things. I, I'm really good with that um, because, like, that is like that's still helping. That's still helping, right? There, there's some husbands out there that don't even do that, right? That are just like you take care of the kid. And I'm going to take care of the money or whatever, right. which is a little more traditional. But we we at least you help out. Well, I'm right? way more involved than like what I've seen like my parent, like my dad, and like all my uncles and all that kind of stuff. I'm way more involved than them, right? Like even some of my cousins, I'm way more involved yeah. with the kids than some of them, right? Um, but like it's like I don't know, right? It's uh, I still feel like can I do more? Absolutely, right? Well, it's just like. Um, yeah but it's her thing right she's on mat leave at home and she has her rhythm and her routine right where it's just like yeah 
I really can't replace that because like I'm not with them every single day or even like uh, even on a single day, right? Whereas it's like the entirety yeah. from start to finish, right? She has like the timings down of which one's going to go to the bathroom when and which one has to feed when. Like for me, I, I won't even like, I'll give you an example. Like, so you don't want to interfere with that schedule. Interfere with that. And it's just like, for me, it's just like, she'll like be like, like for example, like feeding gossip right she'll like make sure that he finishes his plate right for me it's just like i don't have that patience to chase him around and keep feeding him or whatever that is right so i just kind of like i let him eat what he wants to eat and after that it's like all right like i'm not going to chase you around <laughs> right but she she does yeah right? and we'll just be like he didn't eat what he is supposed to eat or he has a tummy ache because i fed him the wrong thing or anything like that it's just um, it's her rhythm. I kind of just assist with it. Yeah. I get that too. Like with Sabrina, she's always recording everything when he's drank, how much he drank, last diaper changes. So sometimes I'll do something and she'll be like, oh, it's not time to do that yet because, you know, I have his schedule and everything. Right. But then you mentioned that, you know, the feeling of doing more. And I feel like I, I get that as well, where I'm like, I could have done more. Or I could be helping out a lot more in the house. But then it's just like, it's it's tough taking care of kids and like whatever we're doing at the end of the day is good enough i feel but you know there's always room for improvement on everything yeah right like it's just, but then you if you look the other way too it's like well, i could have done less as well right and then so what i did today was good so yeah i just kind of day by day and like if it gets to the point where it's like it's communication is key, right? Like if I'm like, if it's like, all right, yeah. you're not doing well or you need some, a break or something, just communicate that and I'll figure it out. Right? Like it is. Um, exactly. Yeah. Like communication is key, right? If you're going to leave it up to me to figure it out, probably not going to happen. <laughs> right? Like it is, uh, it's uh, just communicate. Just tell me what you need. And it's kind of like, okay, we'll figure it out. Right. And there's like different expectations now too, yeah. right? Like, this person's doing this and that person's doing that, especially with this whole work from home thing. So I still go to work, right? Five days a week, yeah. 10, 12 hours a day. I go to work. I get up early in the morning. I'm out of my house and I come back late at night or not late at night, like late in the evening. And that's Monday to Friday for me. Right. Whereas just like, and Correct. sometimes it'll be like, well, well, this person does this for their kid. And so I'm like, but they're working from home. Right. Like it is like, if exactly, I was working yeah. from home, I think I'd be a little bit more involved, right? Like, whereas, like, uh, going out 10, 12 hours a day, is, it, it's stressful, right? Coming back home, I'm exhausted from work. I still got to worry about that part of it. Um, now, let's say when Matt leave yeah. ends and she goes back to work, if she does, right? It's her choice. Like, it's just, like, then it'd be more work, right? Split more things. But as of right now, it's, I can assist, right? But uh, that's pretty much it. So we mentioned, uh, you know, there have been limitations with family in term because of COVID, you know, the family can't interact as much with the children. So what restrictions, restrictions have you put in place yourself, right? Like, so when they're interacting with Shazam and Gossam, are people wearing masks and you're doing hand sanitizing and all that? So for me, it's just like... I kind of just, I do, like, I call, I guess I call them, like, the risk days, right? Like, it is, we do as much as we possibly can. I just don't like the fact of, like, 
like they were going to go visit my parents. We're all in the same house anyways. If they're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, if you're holding somebody like a, the kid for a half an hour, there's a pretty significant chance that there's going to be some like, I find it like if you're in a closed environment in a room, especially you're breathing the same air, right? With a mask, without a mask, unless you're wearing like a medical surgical mask, something's getting in, something's getting out. So I kind of just, I'll pick the days once every few weeks and I'll go and be like, here's the baby and enjoy. Right. Um, whereas in the beginning uh, I made my parents do COVID tests before they met Shazit. Right. In the first two months, like from, yeah. I was following doctor advice and like the knowledge that I've gained myself about like a baby's immune system. And plus there's like an emotional part of it that like you're just becoming a father. Your job is to protect this kid. Um, and you're not going to be, put in any position or or like your only feeling is to care about the kid and to care about other people's feelings um i'm sorry basically it was uh i kept everybody away as far as or as as far as i basically could and um then i started to get more comfortable and now it's just well, the past like two weekends we've been going to my parents house right and they they they, they, they interact with the baby and i, I know that's going to stop because it's kind of like we've relaxed ourselves a little bit right and cases are going back up the risk yeah. factor is going back up so yeah we're probably going to stop right so we sent gossip over for this weekend and probably as of next weekend we'll probably stay away for a few weekends right see how the numbers yeah. play out and everything like that so yeah with us it was at the start we didn't let anyone hold zia for the first bit and then immediate family, we allowed them to hold him wearing masks and hand sanitizing. But then eventually we needed help from our family, like our immediate family. So we were like, okay, you don't have to wear the mask. Cause it was the same thing. Like we're all in the same house. They're going to be holding the baby. I think one thing we said was like, don't kiss him on the face. So we're like, just don't kiss him on the yeah, face. But you think, and like everything you think else. they're actually listening, man. Like I know like myself, man, like I, I'm hoping, like, what, what can I do? Why, do you, right? why, like, why don't hope. you think I've held your kid yet? Right? Like, it'd be like, I'd be like, I would, I, I know myself. Ah, it's worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but the same thing. But like, we, we started to let people hold them that weren't immediate family, but we made sure that they were wearing masks and were hand sanitizing. And we're still doing right. that. So, like, we're going to have to keep that up because I don't know. Like, with my own family, I can be like, okay. Or my immediate family, I can be like, okay, like, have you guys uh, met with anyone or talked with anyone? And they tell me, right? Because, well, like, two people, like, two they people have in to, your family I, get COVID tested, what, weekly or bi weekly. So you kind of have an idea if it's there or not there, right? Like, in that time frame. Yeah. Right. So you have that benefit because, like, for me, it's just like, it's a gamble, right? I have no idea if somebody has it or not, right? But it's just, I don't know. I just try to keep the interactions to a minimum as much as I possible. It's an unusual time, right? And we're we're just trying to do the best we can, and whatever we think is right, we're just gonna Absolutely. do. And like even the 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 way we go about it, you and me, it's gonna be right. different, right? Like not everything's gonna be the right. same. Right, and it's whatever makes you feel comfortable at that point in time, right? Like where it's you have the knowledge and the and the information in front of you, interpret it and do the best you possibly can, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like you as a father during this COVID time, how have you been doing like mentally, physically? I think probably going to work helps, right? The fact that you get to go to work, get out yeah. 
and you know that does right and like i think it'd be with or without covid with two young kids man it'd still be really really hard right uh, i think it'd be yeah. going less places i think it'd just be more help right or uh, something like that but uh even right now it's just yeah emotionally like i'm just I kind of knew that I was preparing myself for when I we found out about Jazim, right? We're having a second kid. And it was going to be like, okay, um, I'm kind of used to already having no time. And I kind of just told myself that I'm going to have even less time, right? Just kind of go for it as long as you can. And it will all be fine in like four, five, six years, right? Uh, both won't be going to school. Yeah. There'll be a little bit more of a routine. But you never know. You might have a kid by then. Yeah, no idea, right? So. Yep, true. So, like, let's say it's Friday night, and both Shazam and Gossam are asleep. What are you doing to chill? Go to sleep. To relax, to unwind. <laughs> I'm going to sleep, man. Um, I'm either going to watch something on, like, a movie or some stand-up comedy or um, some YouTube, maybe. Yeah. I'll do some of that. Uh, that's basically it, man. It's uh, the only thing that I really have time to unwind with is, like, uh, half an hour on your phone watching a video or something or on like an iPad or something like that. Um, but that's it, man. There's no yeah. real anything else. They can't really go anywhere, do anything. And you always have to be around, right? As, a, as that assistant. So. Exactly. So you have any advice for new dads? Like some final advice that you would give? If there's one piece of advice that you would give to someone that just found out, what would it be? Oh, enjoy it, man. It is uh, enjoy like, as much as you possibly can, right? Do your educate yourself as much as you possibly can and make your own decisions. Um, yeah, just uh, my biggest thing was, man, like, don't worry about what other people think about how you are raising your kids, right? Do what you think is right at the end of the day by you and um, enjoy every moment, right? Because uh, they grow up quick and you miss them when they're smaller, right? It's uh, you totally forget. Like with Gossam and Shazam, I totally forgot how it was going to be that, like how it was to have like a little baby, right? You're just so involved and like, wow, yeah. um, just, yeah, they grow up quick. So enjoy it as much as you possibly can. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And like, let's say Shazam or Gossam or both of them are listening to this podcast 20 years from now. Is there a message that you would want to give them? Oh, man. I hope they're in great spots, right? Um, a lot of sacrifice um, from the parents, I guess, at this point in time. Um, and yeah, man, just be happy and enjoy life. Like it's, uh, And then do this again, but better than how I did it, right? So um, have kids, uh, make a life for yourself, but try to improve it on, improve on the way I did it, right? Because obviously going to make mistakes. Uh, everybody does. Um, and that's it. So, yeah. That's good. That's good advice. So, any other stories that you'd like to share about being a father? Oh, man. Stories about... Any interesting blurbs? Oh, man. It is... Uh, <laughs> um, my main thing is, like, the, 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 the crazy frustrating part is, like, just the two at the same time. Um, just the craziness and like how smart they are. Uh, like I sent you a video the other day of Gossam climbing over the gate that I set up. 
So set up a baby gate. Yeah, he just hopped and, over. And uh, he figured out, like, this is designed to keep kids out of rooms and things like that. So we put it on the stairs. So you can't go upstairs. Uh, he climbed right over it, right? Yep. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah, you're smart. I'm even smarter. So I raised the gate by six inches. And he still oh, wow. climbed over it and sat on the other side like it was uh, it was the best thing that ever happened, right? Uh, it's uh, it's just amazing to watch them grow, man. Like the 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 amount of um, how quickly they learn is uh, is amazing to see, man. Is uh, yeah, how they adapt to new situations, anything and everything, man. It is uh, amazing, amazing to watch, right? Like it is like. I don't know how to explain it. Like there's, there's no way for me to explain like just watching them actually grow and understand different things. Yeah. I remember you sent me a video of Gossip and he's going through the alphabet and he's saying like each word. And then I look at Zia and I'm like, man, I can't believe they go from that point to that point in like, you know, two to three years. Right. It's just but that's insane. another thing, right? Like you expect them to be at certain stages because somebody else's kid is at that certain stage, right? I, I remember I felt like that. True. Where it's just yeah. like yeah. I saw other people's kids yeah. and they're like, oh my gosh, this kid knows his ABCs. And I looked at mine and I was like, You're behind, right? Like and, and that yeah. I guess the step up your game, much, kid. Right. But then like for example, yeah, I was telling yeah. you when the kids walk like when they're when they're you want your kid to crawl and walk. But when it actually happens, you're like, I'm like, delay it as much as you possibly can because like once they grow legs and once they, they start they're mobile, it, it changes the game. Right. So then they start hopping over the they baby start gates. hopping over baby gates, they start ripping up your cupboards, they start poking like their fingers and like electrical sockets like yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of things oh man yeah yeah with Zia he's just like starting to well he's holding up his head so he doesn't fully sit on his own yet but I think that's one of the pieces of advice that you gave me is like once they start moving the then it's just like you got to be on your toes because you don't I'll know where they're example. going so the other day it was I was standing in the kitchen and I was playing with Shazim right and uh, I turn around and Gossam is covered completely head to toe in remember like Ajax like that that uh, the detergent the powder, powder so it's called Comet powder. now and it has bleach in it yeah. covered head to toe oh, in God. in this in this detergent right and it was just like yeah oh my God <laughs> yeah so I picked him up took him to the laundry room and I put him inside the laundry room tub and I just turned the tap on right like it was just like and yeah it's just things like that man it is uh you'll be surprised on what like and how quickly they'll do it um you'll see right so enjoy it right just uh, yeah. it, it, i i find the humor and everything yeah. and that is uh it's a big problem i guess that i have too but i find like i find it hilarious right i was like oh well you gotta have humor or else you're just gonna be angry right like they're like constantly overcoming the obstacles that you put in front of them and like breaking things and are you going to be angry or you're going to be happy right like they're they don't know what's going on either they're learning as well so it's like you just can't but i could see it getting frustrating as well like let's say you're having a bad day and like you know they break something you're gonna kind of get angry but like i think using humor is probably the strongest method of overcoming 
everything right, that but they then do. like if you do it in front of them then they could probably get desensitized to everything that they do that's bad because you're just laughing at it right so i was like you yeah. gotta be very so you can't laugh yeah. in front of them you have to laugh in like that's basically it man like there's certain things that i find hilarious <laughs> right but then i catch myself and then i, I have to yeah. keep a straight face right like it is it is uh, see, it's yeah. difficult man because like yeah because you don't want them you want them to know that it's bad but also at the same time it's like that's pretty funny all right so yeah well that's pretty much all i had uh i just want to thank you for being on the show i know you're an avid listener and you give me feedback on how it's going so far so I'm very grateful that you took the time out to be on the show and give your advice and everything. Yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, thank you, Hamad. And that's all, folks. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please provide feedback at my website, www.themillennialfather.com. And please follow the podcast on whatever platform you're using. I've been using Anchor to create my podcast and distribute it. So if you're thinking of creating your own podcast, I'd highly recommend that. You can follow me on Instagram as well under the.millennialfather.com. Until next time.